You're listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association, where we discuss the latest market trends in outdoor recreation. And now, here are your hosts, Kelly Davis and Patrick Hogan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Inside the Outdoors. I'm your host, Patrick Hogan. In this episode, Kelly and I discussed the recently released but not yet published 2022 participation data for outdoor recreation generated by the Physical Activity Council. Which activities experienced the most growth? How do we gauge the growth or decline of certain activities when we know that participation rates in 2020 and 2021 were so anomalous? How have Americans shifted from AVID, or core, to casual rates of participation? Let's get into it. I did a, so it was a happy hour presentation, which I don't mind, um, mm-hmm. yesterday, and and we were talking about they were they're located in Silverthorne, so we were talking about Zoom towns and migration and business starts, yeah. and uh, it was kind of funny because I was talking about the data. I went through, I was looking for evidence for an outside magazine thing of business starts in Zoom towns because my point is that a lot of people that move to these iconic towns like Bend, Oregon, and Jackson Hole, and some valley. I just had a friend move to Bend. Yeah, are starting businesses, outdoor businesses. <laughs> One of the reasons is you can go direct to consumer. I mean, you don't re- yeah. necessarily need to plan for retail distribution. You go do your thing, get some products made, put it out direct to consumer, and you've got a business. And the, what, but what I found when I started looking through the business starts data is that between really. It was May 2020 and October 2020. Mm-hmm. Business starts were just crazy, like at least doubled from the same period the year before. And I and yeah. I realized, oh, PPP fraud. So a bunch of yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah. I think we talked about that after recording the Zoom towns. No, it makes complete sense. We missed our opportunity. Well, I'm just I'm going to keep talking about it because people do they do perk up when you start talking yeah. about it. so. One of the things that I'd love to do with the participation data is do urban-rural split. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because we're going to start talking about rural participation and outdoor recreation, and we're going to we're going to talk about hook and bullet specifically. And hook yeah. hook is super hot right now. Everybody's fishing. Did everybody start fucking fishing? I you know in the last 15, 20 years or something, I think more people have become comfortable doing urban fishing or what I like to call guerrilla fishing, which like is in the, in the canal. I'm going to grab a cat out of the, get a cat. I, I have caught so many bluegill and panfish and little baby bass out of like ponds next to the grocery store and just, and just little bodies of water. And I know Drew knows what I'm talking about. Cause there's little pockets of water all over Florida. There are going to be bigger pools later. You might want to say <laughs> Sometimes don't talk you about hop it, a though, fence. Or the governor's coming for you. Sometimes you don't <laughs> have to hop a fence. But that sort of like breaking down that barrier of being able to access water, like it and changing the archetype from the Ernest Hemingway guy who's deep sea fishing for days at a time to the guy who's like, I have an ugly stick rod in the back of my truck and it lives there. And that's I call that my concealed carry. It's my it's because <laughs> it just sits under the back seat. It's like a five foot rod. But if you have a little extra time, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to go hit that water and see what's up. And then I'm going to keep rolling down the road to whatever I got to go do. Well, really thinking about it, especially on the East Coast, cities are often bordered by rivers. Think about New York. Think about yeah, yeah. Think about D.C. 
all have rivers. Philadelphia has a river. Chicago has a river. So Dallas too, but the Dallas river, the Trinity river was called, Oh shoot. It was some horribly disparaging term for how polluted and trashed the river was, but it was, (laughs) I wish I could recall it. Yeah. Lots of those major cities are, are there because of their access to waterways. Yeah. I mean, I grew up swimming in the Potomac and I only had like cancer once. So good. Yeah. I mean, the Anacostia river, Potomac river, um, the three rivers. Okay. The three rivers are the Ohio, the Allegheny and the Monongahela, right? All used to be totally polluted, not polluted anymore. So why, why shouldn't we be fishing in urban areas? If there are these amazing rivers, they've got to be amazing fish. Maybe I'll start fishing. Fuck it. I'm going to get an ugly stick. I'm out. There you go. I'm a big fan of ugly stick. Shakespeare makes it like it is a, uh, Swiss army knife sort of thing. Like you can't, it's just a battle ax. You can't break them really. Um, they'll do everything you want them to do and just last forever. I just keep it in the back of the truck and, and, um, it served me well for a long, long time. When I was a kid, probably like eight years old for Christmas, I got a pocket fisherman. You remember those? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too funny. Well, we were in San Diego and that we used to just go to the pond and fish for minnows and little sunfish and, you know, just catch and release kind of things. I loved the mm-hmm. fish when I was a kid. Loved it. In in San Diego and Northern Virginia, even in Vegas, I fished in little creeks. I guess I quit when I, you know, when I, when I, even in adolescence, so we used to go drinking and fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you have participation numbers for fishing? I do. Hang on. Fly fishing, 7.6 million participants. Um, increased 2.5% last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Casual and core both increased 2.5% evenly last year for fly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Freshwater. This should be huge. And it is. Um, 41,821,000. Right. That's up from 40,853,000 in 2021. And actually it's down from 2022. Um, but 2019 was 39 million 185, so we're at 41 million 821. Okay, so up over pre pandemic years, yeah. Casual is 23 million 430, so more than half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm certain that you and I, Kelly, could take this entire episode and just read off numbers, participation rates, and yeah, I, I think that would be riveting. But uh, let me ask you this so. So you and I have 22 participation data and we're, we're considering like some baseline that we're comparing it against as you're trying to describe the, the growth of a sport, the growth of an activity, are you comparing it to 21? You comparing it to 20, or are you maybe comparing it to a couple of pre-pandemic years, like 18 or 19? Yes. Yes to all. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I mean, frankly, The headline this year, which I have not written yet, is going to be participation increases again in 2022, up 2.2% to 168.2 million Americans equals 55.1% of all Americans participating in outdoor recreation. And that's going to be 2021 to 2022. On the other hand, the next sentence will be, and um, outdoor participation has increased X, you know, Jesus, at this point, we're up almost 15 million since 2019, which, which I count as increased during pandemic. So anything yeah. between January, 2020 and, and today 
is what I consider post-pandemic and and pandemic trends. So I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. it because it was obviously a sea change in participation. And yeah. I, between you and me, I expected to to hit a plateau and maybe start to see a you know a decline as we moved out of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing, the, and I love this. This is why I do this job. This is why I love data. It surprised me. We're up again this year, another 2%. I mean, on yeah, top of yeah. 2% last year, on top of you know something like 6% in 2020. It's nuts. And so what I'm looking for, and what I predicted this year before I ever got the data was somewhere between zero and 2.5. And now that I look at it, it's actually 2.3% increase, which is incredible. I mean, it's you at know the- what? At the high end of my estimate, it's pretty incredible how sticky outdoor is, mm. right? That's yeah. that's the thing that when I look at that, I think, oh yeah, that's that's really amazing that the the people that began participating in outdoor recreation during the pandemic are telling mm-hmm. their friends they're not quitting; they're getting their friends. Yeah. yeah, that's the incredible thing, and that's that's a marketing message that we can't pass up. We right. just can't pass it up. Yeah. We're okay marketers, but peer to peer, those are great marketers. Yeah. So, so cycling experienced that same sort of stickiness. If we're considering the years leading up to the pandemic, we had 73, 74, 75 million Americans ages six and older participating in cycling in some form, road, mountain, BMX. And then in 22, we jumped up to 81 million Americans riding a bike. And I'll just quickly note that these numbers are going to be different from our U.S. bicycling participation study numbers because of the differing methodologies. So this study is more focused on recreational riding and defines the sample as riders ages six and older, whereas the People for Bikes U.S. bicycling participation study is focused on riders ages three and older who ride for any reason, whether it's like recreation, transportation, or indoors. Um but anyway, the, the growth we've seen in 22 is not shared equally across every category. One category in particular that struggled has been indoor riding, stationary riding in a group. So that's our like um, gym classes. That's our orange theory. Um, that took a huge hit in 2020, as we would expect, as gyms and fitness centers closed down. And it hasn't really been able to recover yet. And so as we're thinking about how we're benchmarking success, um, defining the appropriate baseline that we're, that we're using the the appropriate denominator is um is a big conversation that's going on right now yeah it really is and i it you know i'm just paging through the data right now which i can get away with because this is a podcast and it, there's some super hot super super hot category bmx is on fire oh bmx yeah i mean it's a small category but it's it's for it's a little over four million um yeah maybe four i could i would categorize this as 4.2 but wow, it's up overall. It's up eight point three percent in twenty twenty. Yeah, year over year. Holy crap! That's that's huge. Seven point uh, eight over twenty twenty. And mountain bike is also hot. Um, the one year change in casual mountain bike participation eight point four percent. Yeah. Wow. Here's a here's another hot category that's that's not so that's not so extreme. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about we talked about older participants and the growth in that in that particular segment of of our demographics seniors. Yeah, um, a lot of seniors like to do casual mm-hmm. things like bird watching. Bird watching, eight percent, eight percent. Oh wow, that's casual. So that's like me walking out and going, look cardinals, look robins, look chickadees. Yeah. 
I would call myself a birder because I I do like specifically go out intentionally looking for specific types of birds. So I guess that makes me a birder. Yeah. But bird watching, just hanging out outside watching that's birds great. up eight percent. You know that's a that's twelve. Oh my God, the number of people who said they that they did that was twelve point one three nine million, twelve million one hundred thirty nine thousand. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, great. I'm just, this is so exciting. Um, other hot categories, you know, a, a particularly hot category, climbing, super hot, sport and boulder climbing, super hot, red hot, up 6.6%, casual is up 11%. So you've got a lot of people, probably knuckleheads going out and bouldering, right? Knuckleheads, yeah. <laughs> we, all watch, we all watch the Jason Momoa um, competition mm. show. I think that it was called The Climb. Awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people are out trying to do The Climb. <laughs> You know what? Traditional mountaineering up, casual up eight point three percent. Wow. Yeah. So here's something. Let's let's stay there for a second. Okay. Um, something that I'm seeing in a few of my categories is that, like, overall participation is up, but there's a shift from core to casual. You know, and, and as we're thinking about the last couple of years and and coming out of the pandemic, returning to some of our pre-pandemic activities and our pre-pandemic constraints on on time and capacity. I, I I can speak for myself. I'm writing less than I was in the first few months of the pandemic because I've got other commitments. I, I've got to take my child places. I've got like I, I'm actually heading into the office now, whereas in 2020, after March, I I wasn't anywhere near my office. And that leaves less time for me to be an avid cyclist. And I, I still get out, but I, you know, I would expect that I've transitioned from core to casual in some regards for sure with like mountain biking where it's it's not an out the door activity but it's it's a, a greater time commitment are you seeing that transition in any of your categories going from core to casual while the the overall base is increasing maybe it, yes. it, indicating that folks are are having to deal with other time commitments and other commitments of resources and such definitely i mean it's it's a clear pattern across yeah. the- it's a clear pattern across the data. I, I don't even I don't even need to go through all the various categories, but you know, you know, you know, BMX casual is way up, or it was down half a percent. Just in general, looking at these, some other climbing indoor, casual up five percent, core down seven point eight percent. Climbing traditional casual up eight point three percent, core down twelve point five percent. And then, well, the, the good news about this is even as even as core goes down, and I think it's not people leaving, it's just people mm-hmm. doing the activity. Yeah, ratcheting for down. For a variety of reasons, including time commitments elsewhere um, yeah. have, that have increased. Time commitments elsewhere have increased since the, the end of the pandemic and are probably increasing as a trend. But, you know, even a horseback riding, we've got a, we've got a 5% or really actually a 6% increase overall. Casuals up 12% core, which is only eight or more times a year, down 4.7. So it, I'm seeing that oh, pattern wow. virtually every outdoor category. Yeah. One outdoor category I want to check out, right, that I don't get early access to is skiing. I'm very interested in what the casual core breakdown in. Snow oh, skis. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a pattern in virtually every activity I see. The interesting thing is casual has increased enough across the board. To give us a 2.2% increase. Yeah, that's the way bike is too. I think this is um, a clear message that when you're thinking about designing products, when you're thinking about marketing products, when you're thinking about yeah. selling products to consumer, 
understand that that your core audience is actually a casual consumer. Yes, and let me also say this. We touched on this with Toby DePaul a few episodes ago uh, when we talked about the year of the peer and focusing on our relationships with customers in a time when sales might be suffering. Participation is doing great in cycling, you know, and, and, and maybe I'll just stick to cycling for a second, but there's a lot of people participating in this activity. There's not a lot of sales going on in the market right now. Uh, I, I only have retail sales data for the first two months of the year, but those first two months are down considerably compared to previous years, uh, compared to pre-pandemic years even. Um, bike sales are just not doing well right now, but that yeah. doesn't mean that people aren't riding. It, it, it means that, you know, like, like Toby said, I'm going to bring it back to his point. Um, in a year when bike sales are going to be tough, let's focus on something else. You know, like focus on building that relationship and creating opportunities to gather and, and go do an activity together, whether it's a group ride from the shop or it's, you know, like a, a run from whatever place, or if it's snowshoeing from here or there, like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of other activities. Because eventually there will be an upgrade, there will be a new bike, there will be whatever, and you want to make sure that product comes from you. But right now, it, it's tough with a mixed signal of market activity and stellar participation rate growth. Yeah, no doubt. And I, and just thinking about you know what what we consider our largest activities, and yeah. just thinking about that. Actually, let me look it up. Day hiking is probably one of the most iconic outdoor activities. Yeah. But, you know, when people think about OIA, what we represent, they probably see in their heads the archetype of a hiker. Hiking yeah. is hiking is very hot right now. And actually, this is the one area in which core is increasing um, faster than casual because we've we've only defined uh, core participation in hiking as 13 times or more in a year. So that's that's still pretty significant. And if we've got a we've got a 6.3% increase in core, the three-year change in core and hiking is 31%. Right. The three-year change in casual is 16.5%. Keep in mind though that the core, despite having those percentage increases, hike core is 15 million 424, hike casual is 44 million 154. So even thinking about that as a problem, if you're an outdoor shop. The chances that somebody walking in your door is is a casual hiker. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, really something to think about in terms of of you know how do we how do we maintain engagement with these participants over time? And in hiking, we've got 20% more hikers than we had since I got that's three change since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. percent more. That's huge. Yeah, it is. And we've and so you have stickiness. I mean, a lot of those new participants are now core participants. They're going, they're yeah. hiking more than 13 times a year, which is which is really interesting to me in terms of how we've maintained engagement overall in outdoor, even as, you know, maybe people are just trying more things and doing more outdoor activities. Anyway, my point is in in outdoor, it's having having casual participants in any given category is mm-hmm. is fine. And I'm wondering, you know, as we hypothesize about a decrease in the number of outings overall. Yeah. Right? So that's yeah. the average number of outings has been on basically a 15 year decline. You know, is that just is that a lack of interest in outdoor or is that just we have more options and we all have to take Adderall because we all have ADHD now? <laughs> that's a great question. I don't I I've got the same question. I've got no answer. Yeah, me neither. 
Maybe one of our, <laughs> maybe one of our listeners has the answer to this. That'd be great. I'd love to hear it. Please call me. Yeah. Anytime or text. <laughs> yeah. Research at peopleforbikes.org. Same thing with that door. Yeah. Give me info at outdoorindustry.org. Skateboarding's on fire. Fire. Does that include longboarding or is it is that, it pure skateboarding? It's, it's okay. It's all, it's all yeah. of it. So if, if you're riding on a board with wheels on it, we're going to count you, even if it's just <laughs> up. Holy shit. Casual participation in skate, three year change, plus 51.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've gone from just overall. Before the pandemic, we were at 6.6 million. Now we're at nine for skate. That's wild. No, right? And I guess I guess inline skate is experiencing a bit of a comeback too. Okay. What about what about roller skating? Because I know that's that's kind of maybe having its own time too. I've seen plenty of people on the the tennis courts at the park next door that are mm-hmm. doing actually their skating thing. And Danielle didn't give me pickleball data, but I know pickleball's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> pickleball yeah I, I still haven't tried it i'm excited to go there's a place here in denver that that's open and and you just have to like reserve a spot but if you're not a member it, it goes pretty quick it's hard to get a spot yeah i was thinking about entering a league my town has a league but i don't know if i'm ready to jump in like that much yeah i don't know if i'm ready for a league play because there are other league play things that i'm, I'm interested in league golf I'm trying to find a mm. decent women's league around here to play golf yeah you know, it's just fun to drink with your girlfriends at eight in the morning. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find an adult hockey league so I can go drink with guy friends at eight in the evening. I think all men should have, that that want to be manly should just join a hockey league. So you can. Play I, I played hockey for for 15 that. years growing up. Yeah, I played hockey for a long time. Well, there's roller derby, but I'm too old for that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. There's too many things to break. No, no, no. Yeah, I gotta go. T- I gotta go check out my new uh, eagle system that I threw on my mountain bike. I finally got my mountain bike. Oh yeah, killer! Yeah, I, I changed the drivetrain out. It cost me like four hundred fifty bucks to do it. Well, actually, considering parts, it probably cost me seven hundred bucks to do it. Oh yeah, okay. I'm, there pretty you go. Exci- I'm pretty excited. It's like I get into a whole new bike, and my I mean, my Santa yeah. Cruz is fifteen years old. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that this is the upgrade I wanted. My Trek is 15 years old too. And I love it just like I did the first day I got it because I like, I'm, I'm just not a gear person. You know, like I like getting outside and doing my thing. I'm not someone who really cares all that much about having the newest, greatest, whatever. And so like, I've got 26 inch wheels on my Trek mountain bike from 15 years ago. And I know the market's transitioned to 29, but I'm a little guy and I navigate the mountain bike trail just perfectly fine with my 26 inch wheels and I'm happy there and I don't need any upgrades. I'm just going to ride it until it explodes. I've got, I'm riding 26 too. I mean, I never, I never had any issue really that, that maybe whatever, the, whatever is fun. I, what I really need is a 29 inch wheel. And, and I, I definitely would have shredded that. That's, I mean, it's, it just hasn't ever come up for me. I know there are yeah. good reasons to go to 27 and a half, but like you, I'm, I'm smaller than you, man. I'm small. Yeah. I used to be small. I used to, there was a time when I was small. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, mass times acceleration equals four. So <laughs> now I just, you know, there's just more force when I, when I run into the tree. That's too funny. Well, you know, um, work on one side of the formula or the other. <laughs> 
So we've both got our participation data. I know that your organization and my organization are both going to be working to create reports. And so I'm sure that we'll we'll update our audiences when those reports go live. We don't have any numbers to share for now, but I think the main message here is that we're seeing a lot of growth in a lot of categories. Some of those that got hit during the pandemic, like stationary writing in a group, are still sort of struggling. But adventure it's, racing. Oh, adventure racing is that one down adventure too? Tanked. So yeah. this is like I think some of this is you know the sort of those what were the what were the names of those weekend events where you'd like get electrocuted while you ran? Oh, like a tough mutter or something. Yeah, tough mutter. Yeah. That's right. I think I think some a lot of this a lot of the explanation is is there, but three mm. attention casual participation, which would be um one time a year. So you're just you're, oh, you're doing yeah. one adventure race a year, down 57% since the pandemic. Oh wow. Interesting. Yeah, down 24% again, 21 to 22. So well, I think some of the colder categories that that were that really got hit by the pandemic because it involves a lot of close contact with other people yeah, that you yeah. don't know, still tanking, which is interesting. Uh, I wasn't trying to to dive back into the pessimism. Uh, sorry, of I'm some of these. Now I'm just talking to you about <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But what I was going to say is that overall, like if we just put our outdoor hat on instead of our individual category hat, I think that it's, it's good to know that those folks have likely found activities elsewhere. And, um, you know, if our goal is getting people outside, I think that it the 22 participation data indicates that that we're successful in that goal over 21 and in a lot of cases over 19 and and you and I will both look forward to publishing reports that dive into those details for each category. Yeah, definitely. And I mean we're going we're going really really hard on our focus on participation data this year and we will be highlighting yeah. it throughout the year, but I'm most excited to present after the keynote um, <laughs> I'm most excited to present this data and all the different stories. And well, maybe not yeah. all the stories, but the, the juiciest stories that I'm seeing in the data um, on the 19th of June at 1030 at Summer OR on the main stage. Heck yeah. I'll Hell see you yeah. there. Hey, I hope you're there. Yeah. Better be there. Who else will I look at in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> you look just above everyone's heads. You don't make eye contact with anyone. Thanks for listening to Inside the Outdoors, presented by People for Bikes and the Outdoor Industry Association. We'll see you next time.